This is Rafa speaking, SRM on air, 107.5 FM, RTV Maastricht. The song was Buggy Trousers, I believe. Katinka, help me out with this. Yeah, Buggy Trousers, that's it. You propose it, right? I propose it, yeah. I love this song. It's about school. It's such a, it has such a happy vibe. And um, yeah, since we're going to talk about schools and how they're managing this whole lockdown situation that we're in, I thought it was a good one to start off with. I think so too. So in case you didn't figure out, guys, with me in the studio, not studio, is, well, me, Rafa, Katinka, and Zaki. Hey. Hey, Zaki. Um, so t- as Katinka already said, we are going to talk about schooling systems today. Um, I'm not student, so I'll be mostly like moderating and like adding my uh, whatever I found out in the last two days um, in relation to global developments. But uh, Katinka has something to say about local schools, I suppose. And Zaki, you you have like some contacts and also like some insight from US, I believe, right? Exactly, yeah. So I'll give the the floor to you, Kat. Like you wanna, it's your topic, so you wanna expand on it? Yeah, sure. Well, I thought it was very interesting um, to have a look at what, on a bigger level, is the the influence of this lockdown. So as you can see, with schools, um, me myself, I'm not a student anymore, but I'm a student life coach, so I work a lot with students. Uh, and I saw that instantly, even before the schools really closed down, it was already changing things, right? So this whole pandemic and when we got aware of how big this thing actually was. Um, yeah, I think a lot of students freaked out. It's also your life, it's your student life changes when your school's close and how are you going to adapt to that? Um, Zaki, I don't know how that was for you in the like a few weeks ago, let's say about a month ago before the lockdown, but when everything was kind of coming up, how do you experience that as a student? Uh, this time of this period, I mean, it's always a very busy period, particularly because, well, right now I was also participating in my opera, and which is my um, my bivac, so it's not my main study, my main study is composition, and so I was taking time away from that, and so it was a very, very busy period for my life, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the shutdown happened, and now suddenly everything was free, even the things I was looking forward to, you know, it was just like a week before the opera. So all that happened. And so, yeah, this time, of you, this time is very generally very busy. Yeah, especially when you're because you're at the conservatory. So that's also a type of uh, studies where you're doing a lot, like uh, you're part of a lot of events and concerts and uh, also the classes that you get. A lot of classes I can imagine you actually have to kind of have to have face-to-face exactly yeah. exactly yeah now we have we've moved some things to zoom um, some i know some teachers are giving 
uh, classes by voice lessons. So me, uh, being a composition student, you know, I can send my teacher like a recording or like an MP3, or I can send him uh, what I'm working on with my scores, and then he can listen to it and do it over video calls. But there's a lot of things like you know, you can't do a rehearsal for chamber music by video call. You know, there's yeah. a lot of things you there's a lot of things that really don't work you know you can't work on specific things with technique and you know think about it there's also some students who major in percussion or piano yeah a lot of people don't have those instruments in their apartment you know yeah because the schools are actually closed now i mean obviously first thing that happened was all the restaurants were closed i think that was the first shock that we got uh, when people started thinking hmm so there is something big going on and the schools followed i think it was two days later that we got in the um, in the news the news that actually all schools were going to close so primary school all the all the outside daycare things and then obviously the universities um yeah for me that was also a big shock i was kind of wondering how our universities going to do this because also with testing i don't know do you still have tests uh we have exams at the end of the year yeah yeah and so yeah exactly <laughs> and it's very uh, different now how are yeah, you going to do that, through to do that? <laughs> um yeah, I don't. Exa- I'm not exactly sure some things are going to be postponed because you know the academic year doesn't technically end until August, um, and so there be some certain things we can postpone. Um, but like, there's also students who you know it was their last year and they're planning on moving back, you know, or they have things like you know there's a lot of things. It has really disrupted people's lives now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And here in Maastricht, we have a lot of international students. You're also one of them, so you're from America. Yes, exactly. Um, where I can imagine it's a whole different story, maybe because you have a different school system. So we're also gonna look into that a bit later in this uh, in this episode. Uh, but I think that was also part of the shock because you cannot postpone this academic year too much, right? Because people are maybe wanting to start masters, people want to go home. Um, I he- I heard that this university already is sending some students home when they know like it's okay for you to go home now. Uh, because there's not nothing going to happen here anymore. So you see that a lot of students are also moving around, trying to, yeah, get uh, out of their rent leases and everything. Um, yeah, so a lot of things changed in that area. So, yeah, anything you want to add on that, Rafa? Well, r- like, don't worry, I'm going to find a way to cut this thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I wanted to say, uh, I, what I wanted to ask is... Uh, because as I understand with you guys, what, what's really important is the quality of sound, right? Like for at the conservatory. Yes, exactly. So how how does it even work when you have an exam, for example, and then, yeah, like one student has worse quality of internet or like, I don't know, worse camera. And then how can you evaluate like the cleanness of sound? Yeah, that's one of the reasons why you can't really do those things. Video. And I mean, you can do certain things via video call, but you can't, there are a lot of things you really can't exactly, do. Exactly, right? Yeah, you need a really, really, really good system mm. to be able to do that. And, you know, it's it makes things very difficult. That's why a lot of these things are being postponed. I know some. I know we have we've had entrance exams via video call, but I don't really know much on that line how exactly the school entrance has exams. So it's yeah. like the demo tapes essentially for like the new upcoming students, or yeah, exactly. Yeah, and a lot of those are already. Uh, that's what I know from my one year at the conservatory. <laughs> um, that a lot of students that come from far away they already did that, but it's very different to. Uh, record a video for an entrance exam because then you can just say you know you have to have this this good quality and show us what you can uh, because somebody from asia is not going to come here just for that one entrance exam right yeah exactly so i think that's something that partially was already done digitally well actually well i actually came here for my entrance exam i did come here for my entrance exam all the way from the us yeah <laughs> yeah i came here i came here the july i came here that uh 
June to July, and then I, and then I got, I found out that I got in, and then I flew back here um, in August. All right, cool. Yeah, so I think that's something that was already being done digitally a bit, but it's going to be very difficult to finish this this year, I think, especially when, because uh, what I heard is that uh, Maastricht, Un- Maastricht University is going to be closed until September, so until the beginning of next year. Until September? Yeah, and I don't know how that is for Zuid. I haven't heard something like that for Zuid. What I have heard was that we would be closed until June 1st. I haven't heard anything yeah. later than that, so... I don't know. Maybe I maybe I just learned something new today. Yeah, well, I mean, that's for Maastricht University. So obviously, Zaid can maybe make different decisions. Uh, it's also, I think, a bit less international than, than the university because you have a lot of international students. So that's a bit of a different story, maybe. Conservatory is very international, though. <laughs> yeah, but pretty small, right? If you, s- if fair, you compare yeah. it to Maastricht yeah, exactly. University, the amount of students that you have. Well, let's talk a bit more about that after this song. So we're going to listen to Alice Cooper's Schools Out.
school's out forever. Well, let's hope it's not forever. I surely hope not for all the students here in Maastricht and actually everywhere in the world. Um, I'm Katinka here uh, at RTV Maastricht Student Radio 107.5 FM here in the studio with Ralfa. Hey. Still here. <laughs> and Zaki. Hey. And we're discussing uh, yeah, the topic of the school systems, how they react on uh, the whole corona crisis and the lockdowns and how can we manage that as both as students, but I also think as, uh, as a school, because it's also a big, big part of our society and everything um, here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a big responsibility, I think, that the universities and the schools have. Um, and yeah, the question that I kind of, wanted to get into now is did they uh, react fast enough because Ralph you saw something about a petition can you maybe tell me some more about that I mean I think many of our listeners are aware there there wasn't just one petition actually there was a bunch of them as far as I'm concerned I think um, there was one definitely in Maastricht for like students to uh, to have university Maastricht closed down because it was only two weeks after the initial like I don't remember the exact timeline but like um, only two weeks after the initial outbreak, they started shutting down all the university facilities, right? There was a separate initiative from Amsterdam, I think, which was signed by a lot of students too, because apparently like the universities took their time to, yeah, to respond to the whole situation. Um, Zaki, you know more about it or? Uh, yeah, well, you know, for me, university shut down. I don't remember exactly which day it was. Um, it was a Friday, um, like the third Friday in March. Um, so I think it was, say it was like the 15th, I think. Was that the Friday before or after the restaurants all shut down? Before. All right, yeah. So then that was actually faster than they had to be mm. with closing down, I guess, because that Sunday, uh, that's when they announced that, that all the, uh, also the younger students, like the kids had to stay home. That was the, the, the Monday after, I think, Friday then that said closed down. Hmm, that's fascinating. Yeah, cause so how did they communicate that to you as a student? Uh, on email. Yeah, well they gave us this, uh, the the school wide email that said like, oh yeah, it's because all of the all it was the same day that everything that involved any event that had more than one hundred people in attendance was cancelled, and so right. that same night we found out that our opera was cancelled. We found out that school building would be closed. Yeah. And you found out that there was nothing to do anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From that point on, right, Do you think that the so you are out, but also I think university kind of followed the same timeline. So uh, from that Monday on, there were no more classes, and even all the buildings were shut because my mom works at the university and she cannot even enter her office anymore. Uh, do you think that they were quick enough? Well, in hindsight. That's a good, very good question because I mean one of the first outbreaks in Sittard happened. It happened right after Carnival, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And which means we were a few weeks after that, which means okay, we knew that this outbreak happened. I feel like a lot of people um, we underestimated how contagious this virus is. Yeah, definitely. And so you know when it's uh, when we thought we thought we found out it was in one place, I was like, okay, it probably won't spread here, and then it did. And so. Yeah, that's true. It's good that you say hindsight, right? Because like the moment those. Um petitions were appearing like there was kind of a uh, two-sided uh, two uh, discussion like some people were agreeing with this like oh yeah it's sure you have all the right to be concerned and like okay in hindsight they were right you know yeah like, because of course like the measures like had to be taken and, like a lot of people like didn't expect those three weeks ago like how the situation is gonna look now um 
But at the same time, you also had like a bunch of people saying that, yeah, it's just students um, because they want like to have their day off. They want to keep partying, right? That's so, such a... Well, of course, like, yeah. I'm, but, well, let's be honest. There were probably some of the students who have seen it like that, you know? Like, there were, but like... That's fair, but at the but same yeah. time, I mean... And by the way, I'm not treating on students right now. I'm just saying like there, was, like, there were those two voices, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Like, so in the hindsight, of course, it was a good thing to, to shut down the uni. Um... Was it the same in the US as well? Do you guys know? Like, what's the what was the procedure there? I mean, right now they seem pretty open in regards to most of the things, right? Yeah. Well, I can't remember exactly when when it's been it's been interesting because it's I mean it depends from school to school. It's not like it's, it's different not, in different states as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but like at this point, you know, all pretty much all classes classes are canceled depending on different schools. I actually don't. I don't know exactly how many schools it is, if it's the entire country or a different places or different places specifically, but I know different schools where there's been different schools where, you know, classes are cancelled and, you know, it's a very different culture from here where we are renting apartments here. In the United States, generally a college has a dorm that you're right. staying in that is a part of the school. And so, you know, sometimes the, dor the dorms are cancelled and it's very com it's very complicated because like, okay, how are you getting students to get home? You know, it's like now you the student has to go home or they have to find a new place to live or and it's like didn't really give students a way to plan for these kind of things. So do, did they close the dorms as well then? Yeah, a lot of the times um, they did, yeah. yeah. So that was a very different situation than what we have here. And I think it's also when you're not talking about universities, but more like high schools and primary schools, um, this is also something we're going to talk about later in our Facebook Live with uh, an educator from America. The problem there is that there's not as much as a safety net that we have here, right? So here you go to school. Uh, in America, a lot of children are dependent on school for their food, for, um, you know, having uh, them taken care of because there's a lot of poverty still there, which yeah, you exactly. don't really see here in the Netherlands. So here it's very tough for parents to have their kids at home, especially the smaller ones. But, I mean, it's still fine. It's manageable. Uh, you get a lot of help. We get a lot of financial support as well. And I think uh, for uh, for the Americans, that, that's going to be very difficult. People are losing their jobs. Uh, they don't have money to feed their... Actually don't have money to feed their kids. And I think yeah, exactly. Very, I don't know if you know situations like this in America, where you're from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. The city, I'm fr the city I'm from is actually uh, the poorest big city in the United States. So... <laughs> I know what poverty looks like. <laughs> but let's also keep in mind we like we are going to touch upon this uh, in one of the next blocks, but we are also talking not just about America. Um we are talking about like poverty in many other countries as well. Um so it's not just about food, yes, but it's also about the accessibility of education. Um for example, how in Netherlands there is like this you you could know more about it, Kat, about those laptops for children, for example, you know? Yeah, so because a lot of the courses are now given especially for the younger kids a lot of the teachers do like the zoom calls now and they have some also have individual calls and they have the online classes um, and what our government do did now is provide laptops for especially for the younger kids and the high school children that that come from poor houses where they don't have a computer so that they're actually able to follow these these lessons still and this is something that i don't think or don't see other countries providing yet um, and it's also something that we can do, obviously, because there is a lot of budget here in the Netherlands to, to support these families. Yeah, in the Netherlands, but like the biggest problem is that there's countries which you, you said yet, but there's countries that will never provide it because they will just yeah. not be able to, right? So speaking of these countries, let's have a song by Redbone Boys, I think. And the song is Gangster's Paradise. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, our gangster's paradise. That's what they have to say about that. <laughs> Hell yeah. You want to tell me what this is all about? As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying and chalk. I really hate the trip, but I got a low. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. situation they got me facing i can't live a normal life i was raised by the state so i gotta be there with the hood team too much television watching got me chasing dreams i'm an educated fool with money on my mind got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye i'm a low out gangster set tripping banker and my homies is down so don't arouse my anger fool death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away i'm living life do a die what can i say i'm 23 now but will i live to see 24 the way things is going i don't know
That was Redbone Boys, Gangsta's Paradise, a classic hip-hop song. Um, we are here with Ralfa and Katinka, and we're talking about schooling and, you know, how it's been affected by the coronavirus. And, and Zaki, don't forget to mention yourself. Oh, yes, there's Zaki, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Katinka, I'm really glad that you mentioned, you know, the laptops in the, here in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and how, you know, all the poor students in, across the country are going to get a laptop, which is really good. Um, and, I'm act- and, you know... I'm really glad I actually talked to my little cousins yesterday and they're doing the same thing in their city, you know, in Philadelphia. So all the students across the board are also getting a laptop so they can follow along with, you know, the online classes that their teachers are giving. But, you know, that's a very specific city thing in the United States. It's a very different culture there in terms of how education is funded and how, you know, it's each individual school district is in control of what the students learn and how they are funded as well. Also what they learn. I mean, like not mean, they, I mean, there are across the board because there are statewide exams and, you know, there right, are yeah. the exams again to college, like the SAT um, and the ACT. But, you know, it's it they, they really have to comply with the state itself in terms of what they learn. And the cities themselves are, you know, ruled with like, you know, budget things and things like that. Yeah, we kind of talked a bit about this when we were listening to the song now because they don't really act like one country right u.s all states kind of act like they're their own country uh, which makes it very difficult to have these things done for everybody in the u.s so in philadelphia now they they did this uh, you know providing the laptops but But that doesn't mean that Pittsburgh, which is in the same state yeah exactly and i think that's so uh, it makes me sad it also makes me worry about these kids so i'm very happy that your cousins are actually in a school district where this is being taken care of yeah um but yeah, I also talked to to Alvanti a bit and what he's doing. He's giving um, classes online via Instagram because he also said like he's from Texas uh, and he saw that a lot of students are just not getting education right now. And if you don't have a laptop and you don't get one, then you cannot follow these online classes, and especially for the younger students. It's really important that they keep up with their math or physics or, or whatever it is that you need to teach so he just decided to do instagram lives and and upload videos exp- explaining things you know the basic things that all students need to learn um because everybody has a phone so then all these kids can follow it but it's not just provided for for everybody and i think that's makes me kind of sad yeah exactly <laughs> so in the bigger picture of the u.s how do you think that they're doing handling this uh i could talk for a long time about the United States' <laughs> response to the coronavirus. But, you know, um, uh, I think in general, education-wise, you know, I think they, I think a lot of it just comes to how it is done, you know? Like, in the United States, uh, the funding that an individual school district gets, it's based on the real estate value in that school district. Right, yeah. And so if you're a school district that's been, that has very, very low real estate value, it's a poor city, uh, you're not going to get as much funding yeah, as even, yeah, even, like, like Philadelphia has, you know, the the average, you know, real estate value in the United States in in, in Philadelphia is a lot less than that, uh, which of Lower Marion, which is literally across the street. Um, That's so weird. Yeah. How is that, Rafa? How is that in in Poland? In regards to schools right now, or like schooling yeah. systems, um, I actually need to inquire about that. But like, as far as I'm concerned, like they are well, everything in Poland is schools. I think the general rules for the pandemic or the for quarantine are much more severe there already um for like last weeks than they were so far in netherlands like the restaurants are closed the uh, university all the public schools all the events gatherings are banned 
um, how are they? Co I think the government kind of issued like the the series of programs on like the public TV, and I've seen some of them, and they looked, as you can imagine, fucking ridiculous and bad, you know. So it just shows how I don't know unprepared the governments, like some governments are. I mean, or not even unprepared, but um, yeah, maybe they just don't have money. Like Poland, Korea is not as wealthy as I don't know Netherlands or Switzerland. Um, what would be other example as well mm. at this point? Well, because with the US, is, as we said, it's tricky. You have uh, we have counties, you have uh, cities that are doing well, and I have ones that are like completely abandoned, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know much about that, can say. Yeah, I think it's also not just about um, what you have already, but how you as a country or as a university or as a school are capable of coping with this because it's just about so this is the the new situation how are we going to do that um, and i think especially here if i talk about maastricht university and zuidhoge school there's a lot of teachers there we have business schools here so these are also professors and teachers that uh, know a lot about running businesses and if you look at a school as a business then it's just like okay situation changed we have to cope with that we have to change our game plan now and exactly. we have to do it quickly well yeah in that case i can see how how those responses differ like you're completely right like they have completely different sorts of speci specialists um, teaching stuff to students to kindergartners to like everyone right the approach is completely different like while Especially in Poland, like you have still like the very old school Eastern European, like post-Soviet uh, system, educational system, which is outdated, not in terms of um, the technology, but also the approach at the same time, you know? Mm. Zaki, you want to say something or? No, I'm just listening. Oh, well, Katinka, I think we'll be heading to a song soon, but like the last post word of divide of poor and rich or other divides. Yeah, I think it's just it's it's such a big difference. I was thinking uh, because we talked last week to uh, Ziggy as well from Cape Town in South Africa. Uh, I don't really know a lot about how the schools are doing there. Um, I'm gonna ask him that later. Um, but yeah, that's that's also very different because you have very wealthy people there. Obviously, a lot of them are actually from the Netherlands, um, and there is also poverty where students don't even go to school to start with. Yeah, right in the township. So that's a completely different situation. We also talked to uh, Luna from uh, as our own Azure team. Situation in Sao Paulo is also schools are closed, and well, we'll see you whenever, maybe if ever, whatever. It's just not. Um, not not for all of them, obviously, but a lot of these schools are just not capable of going online or figuring out how do we provide these things for our students. Um, so yeah, very different situations everywhere. Let's uh, let's listen to a song from Simple Plan. Uh, I'm just a kid. I woke up at was seven. I waited till eleven to figure out that no one would call. I think I've got a lot of friends, but I don't hear from them. What's another night all alone? When you're spending every day on your own, and here it goes. I'm just a kid, and life is a nightmare. I'm just a kid, I know that it's not fair. Nobody cares, cause I'm alone, and the world is having more fun than me.
Hello everyone, this is Rafa speaking again with Katinka and Zaki and we are talking about schooling systems. Globally, locally, about poor countries, rich countries, whatnot, certain aspects of society and systems and we discuss possibilities. So Zaki, Katinka, like let's discuss possibilities. What, what does this corona crisis show about schooling systems, about educations, about education per se? And yeah, what could it bring for the future? What could it change in the future in the first place? Katinka or Zaki, which one? Hmm. I think, you know, I think for one thing, I think it, I'll tell all of us, you know, that we need to be prepared for certain things, you know? What if, you know, what if there are people who cannot cannot come to school, you know, or for work, for work even, you know? You see all these corporations who wouldn't hire disabled people and now all of a sudden they're doing video meetings and things like that in order to keep things running. And, you know, the same goes for schools, you know? There should have been ways, you know, things for people who are not able to come to school to provide them with the education that they need. Yeah, like physically not being capable of going there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think from my point of view as um, as a coach, so as especially a student life coach, obviously I've seen, I've seen a lot of changes. Uh, one of them is that a lot of students don't really need me right now, which for me also says a lot about how much pressure our school system actually puts on students. So like when universities shut down, uh, there you have first had this wave of panic, right? Everybody's like, oh my God, what's happening? Uh, how, wh- how is this going to influence me? How can I finish this? Or like Yuzaki with the opera, like I've been working for this for so long and now the show is not happening. Uh, it's all that stress. And then after a week or two, you see everything's cooling down. Students are adjusting to this new way of getting classes. I think there is a lot less classes, but still school expects you and has to expect you to to do certain things on a certain level still you see students actually studying more um or, or more productively i would say because you take your time right you 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 relax in the morning you go for a walk um and then you take your time you actually want to do something so you take your time to actually study but i think it's a lot less stress than what i used to see a lot less pressure with students and it's actually very good for their state of mind i would say yeah, um, that's something I just like literally I didn't think of that before. But like what you just said about like the school being less stress uh, or like being in the school, like going to school may create create more anxiety, whatnot. The basic thing, what about bullies? You know, like what about the kids, for example, that are being bullied at school that are, I don't know, like laughed at or like whatever. And they clearly are not able to study in the building, right? Because what you what they are worried about is like, oh, like a bunch of kids that are going to like make fun of them, right? Um, you know, yeah. Zaki, you want to say something but about also bullies? also to that point, I mean... What are you a bully, Zaki? No, not about bullies, but I'm thinking about what about also students who are unfortunately victims of domestic violence. And yeah. so now they are now stuck at home. Yeah, you know. exactly. That is something that, if I can speak, I don't know if you want to say how maybe in America they're coping well, I mean, with that. Well, it's very awful. Well, there's one statistic, I don't remember the exact source of it, but it goes around that says that uh, 40, 40% of cops uh, beat their wives that we know because that's how statistics are. But it's 40%, 40 reported uh, right. that 40% of uh, police officers beat their wives, you know. It's a shocking which, number. And this is uh, the ones that you have to go to. Yeah, exactly. The ones beating you up. Which right? I guess says a lot about cop culture in the United States, but also just like it says how prevalent domestic violence is in the yeah. United States. And so, you know, so for now there are all these students who are now stuck at home and they may be in these unfortunate situations. Yeah, definitely. I know that here in the Netherlands it's, it's a very big topic because 
uh, this is known by teachers. Teachers, especially in primary school, also in high school, they really know what's going on in the home situations of the students. Um, and they're very worried about that. And a lot of schools still are open for these few students to come there. Uh, so I saw uh, in, on TV, uh, in the news, there was this one teacher who said, there's two students in my class who have a really bad home situation. So I'm just here every day and they can come here for a few hours. Um, because we don't want to just let go of them. And yeah. those few hours that you have, like the, the talks on the screen now or via Zoom, that's not enough to protect these children. And social services is also really on that, on those situations to make sure that these kids can still go somewhere, but also in a safe situation, obviously, considering the whole virus thing that's still going on. Exactly. Um, yeah, and that that is a really big worry for a lot of teachers because they usually have these kids seven or eight hours a day knowing that at least for those hours they're going to be safe and now yeah for them being stuck at home is difficult no you're right but like what we want to talk about is the changes so like how do you think what would be the possible change to address because those are two different things like there's positives as i said like for yeah. example uh, kids that are dealing with being bullied or i don't know whatever else that happens at school might find it easier. Meanwhile, there is the problem of other children that are, yeah. So possibilities, guys. Like because clearly, like may maybe some maybe is the schooling system that's completely broken because it's like it's always gonna address only like one half of these children, right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, Katinka is like staring at me. Would you like to? I think the schooling system is definitely broken. Um, that that's also why I started doing what I do with the student life coaching because it's too in the university. It's too much pressure. Even in primary school, actually, kids here in the Netherlands get their first test when they are four years old it's the first time when you get tested to see how smart are you are you on top of the class or are you one of the stupid kids that's the first moment and that for me is just not right i literally don't even remember when my first test was i just always remember being in tests and those um, tests are such a bullshit because it's such an arbi arbitrary like knowledge as well you know like yeah as you said best of the class but in what in doing tests exactly or yeah exactly in that you're going to be the best in doing tests which means nothing it doesn't prepare you for life mm. personal development that is my personal fight that i'm fighting right now with uh, you know as a student life coach i want personal development to be a part of the curriculum but universities uh, colleges they're just not taking it because you cannot put a number on that you cannot test somebody for that um so yeah let's just not do it and i think that is what mainly is damaging us as students yeah, well, I, I have think, a, yeah, I, I think have a question for you actually, Zaki. Yes. So like for, uh, how is it with uh, conservatory students? Because you are also like you are being judged by just like knowing the repertoire essentially or like is the self input also valued? Uh yeah. By so, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, it's very subjective. It's an art. Mm. It's an art form. So, you know, of course. it's based on a lot of, you know, how are you growing in your understanding of concepts and incorporating different things into your music, you know? Um, as a comp as a composer, at least. Mm, and you want to say before? Sorry. Before oh, I, I, wanted cut to, you. I wanted to add before. What was I speaking of? Oh yeah, I was thinking about like how uh, we we're talking about how you know how a lot of these a lot of how it puts so much pressure on students. But I think a lot of that issue also comes from the fact that a lot of these school districts are underfunded, and so they do not have the ability to hire people like so to hire people like counselors into schools that students yeah. to come to people. You know, my school. I went to a school. My grade, my one grade, so we had eight, high school was 400 people, the middle school, it was middle school and high school, so the, so ninth grade, eighth grade, 11th grade, 12th grade was 400 people in total, mm. and then the lower classes, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, were uh, 120 people in each grade. 
Okay. So, uh, 480 people. So a very big school. Um, and we had two counselors. Right. Yeah. And you can you're only school. allowed to see them if your problems are actually that bad. And I think that is where things go wrong. You see now what students are actually able to cope with this situation, uh, and which ones are just right now relaxed. But I mean, it's still going to hit them when they have to go back. Or the students that are so happy that they don't have to go to school right now because all the pressure is off. And I think that is really something that we can fix in our system. Uh, let's listen to another song before we end up uh, our talk for today. It's a Dutch one. It's our Dutch song for today. Schoolplein from Akda and the Munich. And it's really about how when I enter the schoolyards, everybody is smiling. So let's listen to that. Hij is geen held, tenminste iedereen die telt. Maar hij doet zijn best te blijven staan. Laat hem zijn gang, hij kleurt wel best bij de hang. Hij kan een beetje van de wereld aan. Weet niet waar hij woont, maar soms zit hij naast me. Ineens zit hij naast me buiten op de trap. Was tieren geen vrienden en heel vaak gepest. Maar dat geeft hij niet toe. Hij geeft je een grap Als ik het schoolplein opkom Moet iedereen lachen Als ik het schoolplein opkom Moet iedereen lachen Dan zit hij naast me Praat hij uren Hij lijkt op mij zoals ik was Dan wil ik helpen Ze kijkt naar mij ook nooit de leukste van de klas. En dan zegt hij je nu dan, wat maak je er nu van? Ik zag je nog gisteren op tv. Je leek er niets van te snappen, maar des te harder je grappen. En daar word je niet echt veel gelukkiger mee. Maar als ik het schoolplein opkom, moet iedereen lachen. Als ik het schoolplein opkom, Maar ik doe mijn best te blijven staan. Wat ik schreeuw lijkt niet slecht, maar wat ik schrijf ben ik echt. Zo kan ik een beetje van de wereld aan. Als ik het schoolplein opkom, moet iedereen lachen. Als ik het schoolplein opkom, moet iedereen lachen.
Welcome back. I'm Katinka here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 for the student radio here in the, with Ralfa and with Zaki. I keep saying in the studio, but we're not in the studio actually because <laughs> we cannot <laughs> be there. So we're pre-recording this episode. Um, yeah, and we're talking about uh, schools and the school system and how they are uh, c- trying to cope or coping with the lockdown that we're in these days. Um, yeah, I think we covered a lot of part of it, uh, parts of it. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about is the the transition like you said Saki you talked about it a little bit already the people that are making switches from elementary school into high school or from high school into college um, this is a weird way to make that transition yeah it's I mean you know you mentioned how we you know students are no longer going to have the ability to say goodbye to their friends or to their school you know how are they going to do their entrance exams how are they going to do college applications you know you know one thing in the united states the counselor is the one who really guides students through the process of making applications you know visiting schools and now a lot of these students are no longer going to have that opportunity yeah i think it's very sad i know like my neighbors uh, they have a 12 year old so she's now finishing her elementary school going into high school um and they're just missing this whole part they like you said they're not able to say goodbye to their friends they're not going to see their teachers anymore um they're not going to be able to say goodbye to the school like physically the building that you've been educated in for eight years they're just not going to go back there anymore uh, but also their last test that we were talking about testing and how much yeah pressure exactly is. but for these kids it's also this was the last test that they were going to have the big one they've been preparing for it for uh, over half a year and now they they they're not going to do it but they also don't have the chance to uh, make sure that i get into the level that i want to or to you know have exactly, that one exactly. more to see how good you are which i think is the other side so that's very sad and and me personally i'm also worried about the the transition that they're making because it's kind of yeah traumatizing sounds very harsh but i think a little bit because you're not able to end this era and healthily begin a new one yeah i feel like this like this virus for everyone across the board is going to be a really important moment in our lives that yeah. it's like this is a it is literally a historic moment <laughs> um, yeah definitely it's going to be mentioned in books and, and so this is also why i personally think that the personal development or the counseling that you were talking about which you have just two counselors for over 800 students that's just not enough uh, right now especially not but i think if we look at the changes that should be made that this is something that our students deserve to have more this guidance of what is actually happening with you as a person not just you know the tests and the things that you have to do in the classes you have to take but everything around it what's what's going on how are you coping with that um yeah ralph you haven't been a student for a long time but <laughs> any any thoughts about that well that's true i haven't been a student for like <laughs> for like almost 10 years well over 10 years at this point but um yeah yeah, that's true. Like a lot of students nowadays are deprived of, yeah, um, access to. Well, a lot of them didn't have access to the counselor in the first place, like as, as we just mentioned. Um, but it's not just that. Like the, the the whole process of yeah, saying goodbye to your friends. Like for many of them, it was like you know, next like in US, the culture is completely different, right, Zaki? Like you mm. know, for me in Poland, is that okay? We moved like within one city to. Uh, from one school to another but you still could see your friends but like in us it's a bit bigger between like making the change right yeah yeah yeah. it's like yeah. going to another country essentially almost yeah for like if you're like graduating from college graduating like graduating from high school going to college it can be like you know you're like, if, if someone is going to college in california and they're from mm. philadelphia you know that's a six-hour flight <laughs> no of course of course but like that that's also like um 
this situation also brought many different opportunities to to light. Like those, I think it was in China or Japan where students held their uh, graduation ceremony in Minecraft. Oh yeah, like the, that. The, yeah, like that was <laughs> like, sweet. That, like, come that, on. That oh, so I didn't nice. see that, but that sounds amazing. Is yeah. it being recorded? It, it was recorded. I think it's. I'm. I'm pretty sure I've seen it on YouTube. No, so. but is this being recorded? This is being recorded. Yes. Okay. I w- I didn't see the light on. Okay. Okay. No. I was blocked by the thing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. This is being recorded, Zaki. So, I, 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 I think the most important part of that, like people are missing out nowadays, is like yeah, the yeah, what's gonna happen with with with, with all the children, with all the students, with all the teenagers that are supposed to like make a jump to a higher level of education, you know? Yeah. You cannot physically visit the school. Like, we are still like circling around Europe and US because that's that's where our experience comes from. But as I've said, there is places around where such a break in education is gonna have much more severe impact on the general economy, on, on the whole country, not in just this year, but in the next five, ten years. Like this is a huge, you know? Yeah, so it's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. And I think nobody right now has any clue how it's gonna influence uh, our our future you know this whole lockdown and the whole corona thing obviously we have no idea um but i think that's a very strong point that you're making it, it, it might have a way bigger influence than just a 12 year old not being able to say goodbye to its teacher uh, it, especially when you talk about education it can definitely have long-term um, give long-term problems if, if you miss out like half a year at least because that's what we're looking at right now might yeah. be even longer it's not even a well half a year because as you know, it's like within half a year the well the <coughs> the school ends well the the typical school year ends and the quarantine ends but what it's not as if they are gonna restart the school year in the middle of summer right no, no. Th- this year is lost yeah face palm <laughs> <laughs> this year's lost so let's jump to cultural agenda some positives for once i leave it to you katinka you are the most culturally engaged person from the three of us at this very moment i think yeah i think so yeah okay zaki don't kill me with your eyes please <laughs> but uh you're not wrong yeah. though um well i'm really wrong so katinka you're always right uh, I am always right, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, so for cultural ag- agenda, again, obviously, it's only... <laughs> right, anyways, so, um, yeah, on for c- cultural agenda, uh, again, it's a digital one, of course, because still uh, we're still in a lockdown. Um, here at RTV... Oh, no, not here at RTV. Here at the Student Radio, we still have... <laughs> here at, for, at the Student Radio, we still have our project going on. So that's Corona Cribs. We're making videos... Uh, of people or well, actually people are making videos of themselves what does your corona crib look like what do you actually do how are you getting through this um, this lockdown from all over the world so if you're listening and you're interested in that uh, feel free to also approach us and send a video for that we have some guidelines to help you out um, and the first ones are uh, online now on youtube uh, I am also giving online workshops, so for the student hotel, about different topics around personal development and um, the yeah every Tuesday three till four, and then Match Maastricht started a new Facebook group which is Connect and Support, so you can find that on Facebook and it's also for students to meet each other, students that maybe miss their study groups, miss studying together, so uh, they're kind of building study groups now to do that online, so you can have like a study session on Zoom with other students, so really love that, check that out if you're looking for that support. Um, Mead Maastricht also contacted us, they're making 
podcasts about things, uh, places in Maastricht that maybe you know uh, and the history about that. So I think that's very uh, good to listen to. And yeah, we're going to go into our last song and after that have our live session on Facebook. So we'll talk some more about the topics of the school system. We have a guest from America, a guest from uh, Maastricht University as well. So we're going to yeah talk to them and see how they as educator educators actually experience this whole situation. Um, that was it for my cultural agenda. I don't know if you have anything to add, Rolva. No, not me, Zaki. I take it we've used our uh, our insights for today. And the song which we are gonna say goodbyes to is How Convenient School by School. And the song is School is Cool. Yeah, and the world is going to end tonight. Let's hope it doesn't. We still have the Facebook live session. So. Let's hope it ends after the live session. Thank you, guys. Let us hope the world of an end. Thank you, RT Maastricht, code 043. Thank you, Katinka Zaki, Rafa. Yeah, thank you. Bye bye. bye. I think you need a little helping hand to get you back in line. Don't think I don't know you're stranded. I don't believe in a personal God. How come when he says he loves me, he makes me ugly? I got it from good source. Say your prayers and goodbyes. The world is gonna end tonight. I hope your friends have gotten over this. I know when you got troubles, you just tell it like it is. It's not the same for the man without heart. He just sits around while the room falls apart. It just goes to show, but not by a long sight, that the world is gonna end tonight. determination and a bit of luck we'll just wrestle each other till the break of day and then i'll give up and that's okay and then we'll stay together for 50 odd years but not quite because the world is gonna end tonight